Check, 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 one, two, check, one, two. Miami on the Rocks. Casey Chops, make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, got a homie in here. Known him for a long time. Heavy in the music industry. Came up big time. I got the homie Derek in here. What's up, bro? <laughs> Casey. You good? How you just been? Of course, man. I was good? just talking about you're a legend in, this, you know, Thank in the you, city. Thank you, brother. Um, for the people that don't know, Derek, you are basically Kodak's Kodak Black's main producer, right? Is it safe to say? And it seems like you do a little more than just produce his records. Like, yeah, I mean, I started, I mean, we've always been making beats, but I started engineering for him. That's how I was introduced to the guy. But he's got, I mean, he's got plenty of producers. We got, you know, Dizzy, C Clips, you know what I mean? Right. Plenty of Zeus, we got so many, Chasm, all these guys collectively, man. We just all put but stuff But you're together. very, you're, you, you seem, correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to be like very close with him as far as just. Yeah, I like, mean, I started, I started engineering for him right when we were putting Institution together. That project was like, okay. what, 14, 15, 16, around that time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, to be honest, was like, I think, you know, just the relationship between an engineer and an artist, you just naturally are gonna grow really, really close, you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Because it's not so much with the hours, but on top of that, it's the fact that you're like literally trying to put something together from fucking silence, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, right. Like you guys are sitting you in a room, like quiet and You gotta learn like, how you guys yeah. work and shit. And yeah, but how he works, and, and I think that all off rip was just a way for me and him you know, he's, he's a unique individual to get really close in all sorts of scenarios, you know, but it over the years, you know, and from him, unfortunately, going away and coming back home, it's it's man, you know, he's my guy. I just anything he needs. It's it's yeah, big, from, it's way bigger than music. I was going to say from the conversations that me and you have had, it, it, it seems like you do more than just music. Is that would, would like, yeah, yeah you I mean, kind of like, are you would just say like you're the right hand kind of? Yeah, like I mean, I mean, between me, you know, we have his brother. We have my partner, Gucci Pucci. You know, it's like people like Shout us. Gucci Pucci. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I haven't heard that name in a minute. <laughs> no, he's our guy. Man. I didn't even know he was attached. to. He was yeah, no, I mean, he's 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 been around plenty of tours, you know, way right. when we were putting Dying to Live together around that time, you know, he'd come on the team and help us out, you know, and he's, I mean, he's someone that I, you know, I respect in just because, you know, the history, you know what I mean, of yeah, yeah. Boy and everything that they've done in the city and you got to like sometimes honor, you know, people that come before you and how they've been able to figure it out, you know, so definitely like, you know, we have, I feel like to say we have good, you know, people with good judgment around us to help really like guide things through, but I think the engineering and producing side definitely puts me in a position where I'm like, I spend a lot of hours with him, you know, just, yeah. it doesn't even have to do with anything else sometimes without music. It's just, you know, we coordinate how to hit the road together. You know what I mean? Wow. Or just, you know, cars, you know, hotels, security, just different things of so how we want to move a camp. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we've, we've hit the road, you know, all year in the past, you know, we did the first what was the Project Baby tour and then it was a Dying to Live tour he had. And then after that, it's been, you know, we've just been doing non-stop When did you meet him? It was during Institution, oh, I want to say it's 2015, 16. Okay, uh, like a seven, eight year relationship. Like 2000. Yeah, 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 no, for real. Yeah, it was wow. So the, uh, how, how did that, the beginnings of that relationship work, man? What was You know, I started off at Circle House, obviously, right. as an engineer, you know, and I was there for like a good three, four years, and then I broke free, and I met a friend by the name of Brett Bailey, you know, and we started uh, the Pink House Studios. I think I went there a long time ago. Is that the studio on the water? Yes, it is. <laughs> that view was crazy. No, I, that was around the time I was leaving Circle House, so I said to myself, like, man, you know, I kind of see a little formula going on here when it comes to the studio world. Everyone just goes to where they can, like, you know, hit the ceiling, and then some artist comes and just takes them away, and then, you know, mm. they become their guy, you know what I mean, or their girl. But it's, it, it, I don't know, I saw that studio, and I thought to myself, like, man, let me just go build shop for myself, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. really close with Ben Billions, Lunch Money, and Lou Diaz, and then all three of us kind of just went to the pink house and was like, you know what, let's just set up shop here, put records together, made beats. It was like a constant circulating thing mixed with Brett, you know, I was living there, you know, me and him and another person. 
And that's, I don't know, that together kind of build that momentum of like, this is what it's like to be a studio head and yeah. just like kind of every like day wake like, up like, yeah, yeah, and just listen to what you did the previous night, you know, and try to really piece records together. And like I was saying, you know, shout out to Lunch. It's like, he's an incredible writer. It is so useful as a producer to have someone to write to your shit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then you don't hear a beat, now you hear a song, you know? And right. that is the biggest thing where I'm like, now, you know, it gives you, you know, just ideas of opportunities. And like we were just talking about, you know, ways to shop records and pass things around. So it all kind of just like started really like stirring the pot faster and faster. And then, you know, mm. fast forward to like, what, three, four years, Lunch eventually got signed to Dr. Luke's uh, publishing company, Prescription. Right. You know, Ben went ahead and produced, like, often did a bunch of shit for the weekend, and uh, Yo Gotti's down in the DM. Like, you know, you just, I think over time, you recognize patterns and things, and then just things click, you know what I mean? And you start having way better judgment than you did before. Exactly. And that is kind of helping you, guide you through. How do you feel about, bro, because you know? back in the, back when we sound make us sound old yeah, right. but like back like even five seven like say eight years ago 2015 when we we're coming up it was always this thing to like find the dope studio like circle house and you want the dope studio but now it seems like people are recording anywhere bro anywhere. it seems like people will record in a hotel room i'm seeing people in a studio not even using the booth anymore they set up the mic next to the the control room now you don't even need the big ssl boards you don't need yeah, yeah. anything how do you feel about that does that affect the music are you with it are you i think i can always agree with it if the technology like like technology is kind of up to par i know there's a whole argument i hate saying that just because it was like i know the argument between digital and analog everyone always argues it but to me i, I, I think digital ruined music i, 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 I know yeah, that's why i was just like a little hesitant saying that just now but it's kind of something that i say to myself if i can get the listener to not notice the difference then where's the argument anymore you right. know because i'm thinking to myself so critical and analytical when it comes to sonics and what i'm hearing perceiving what's leveled out if mm -hmm. this is too sharp this is the, like you know conflicting with this instrument right that when you play it back for people they have no idea what you just even were like concerned about what you were worried yeah. you know what i mean they're like i don't hear yeah. that you know because now with technology you could have a whole you can mix a whole record in a laptop now yeah. i mean project baby 2 he was unfortunately under um you know house arrest too back then mm -hmm. you know we couldn't really leave but you know we couldn't go to the studio we had no really you know, access to one so we built one in the house you know and we were just using an iMac a duet and literally u87 and that was and we wow. knocked out you know rolling piece was done off that album you know what i mean wow. transporting was done off that album and that's all recorded literally like in an office space in the other room as far as acoustics go do you people do you think those little shields work like what? I mean, yes and no i mean if it was up to me if i was an artist i would just throw a big blanket over me you know what Gosh. i mean and like yeah. I, if i can tolerate doing that i would almost would tell every artist like it's no different than a booth you know you're cutting all type of air around you and that's like right the idea of a vessel booth you know what i mean just to yeah. isolate complete like all air but i don't know i mean i've gotten used to that i mean we've had to you know one time drake sent uh, a record to yak you know to knock out and he really wanted to do it but we were trying to, we were leaving um i forgot where it was like north carolina to go back home mm -hmm. so you know we're trying to make the jet and we're just in an suv and i'm like bro i could do it right here and he just knocked it out and it would come to think of it in a car with all four doors closed right the acoustics are on quiet. point actually. yeah so to me i was like it's fine you know what i mean i didn't have the ac on recorded in the wind. so he knocked so he knocked out his verse for one of those drake records he sent him and then we just literally hopped on a jet like 40 wow, minutes later that's crazy and to me that's where i've started noticing is if i've have the technology to you know be up to par and then i have access to it then why it doesn't really matter you know what i mean right it comes down to like yeah if you're in, doing it in a huge hallway then you're going right. to hear that natural you know reverb yeah. going on but dif different things can be done now because the you know microphones like all these preamps are actually becoming a lot better you know yeah, right it's but, but i mean studio wise if it was up to my house hell yeah i'd put analog everywhere because i'm not gonna move it you know <laughs> 
I saw a thing, but yeah, let's get the geeky like music talk out the way for like nah. the average girl that's maybe listening that doesn't know what the like you know they're speaking nah. Japanese right now. I mean, but there's a lot guys. of producers yeah. and industry people and DJs that watch this shit. So mm-hmm. um, just the comparison between analog and digital. I saw a video. Uh, I think it was like an old, maybe like Jodeci's. I don't know some yeah. are old R&B, and he was talking about analog. And for the average people that don't know, there's music was always recorded analog recorded to a tape to a reel and now it's been recorded to computers it's all digital right and an argument could be made and i'm on the side of analog that where analog had like a warmth sound to it you would really fit i I really you know those 90s r&b records you would the harmonies and and you would really feel the music more to me then it's all you know digital emotion now it's all digitized and auto-tuned and it it doesn't sound the same to me and i saw a reel someone was talking about and it was talking about uh, old engineers, like when you record analog, when you record to tape, you're recording its grooves and you're recording like the actual energy onto a tape. You don't record energy onto digital. And he broke it down a certain way. I was like, damn, yeah. that's true. But I mean, you got yeah, you got to think about what a microphone is. It's literally a diaphragm sitting in between two voltages. So every time your voice is being pushed in, it's moving it around. So when you see the file and you see the waveform, it's just really literally a reflection of what the diaphragm inside the microphone is doing. Right. So that, but to me. The warmth we always hear is actual like, you know, voltages being transferred through wires, through gear, through, you know, like tubes, amps, which is basically it's not so much relying on the power of a microphone, but there's a whole tube boosting that bitch up to make it even more of a powerful signal. And, you know, you receive it a lot better, you know, but the thing with analog, I mean, sorry, with vinyl is crazy because... You know, at Circle House, they have, I have, you know, Inner Circle, those guys have all these vinyls from classic things. So we were, uh, Uncle Luke from Two Life Crew wanted to convert some songs from, you know, reels, or sorry, you know, like, uh, basically reels to, um, to, to Pro Tools. But when we were isolating some of the tracks, some of the tracks on the actual analog tape, you could still hear the, the, you know, the audio from the track before, you know, so you basically you'd hear a violin, but you still hear the violin in the vocal track. Ooh. So part of me is just like, how could that even be? But the thing is that because it's analog and it's all actually being imprinted in tape, because it's been sitting on its side for so long, it can actually bleed through to the previous tracks. What? So when you listen to it and you're soloing out tracks, if you ever hear a little bit of the track before, it's because the tape can actually like, you know, wow, that's merge. But I mean, that's the point is that this is so natural of a process of recording. I don't know if you've ever seen vinyl being there's perfections and imperfections, yeah, bro. There's I mean, a tad I'm about to get, bro. It's too Japanese. It's a Japanese phrase, and yeah. it's 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 the the the, the beauty and imperfections. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah no. Nah. Like, and that, to be honest, I think just passively understanding what you're listening to when you hear old records, you know, mm-hmm. Tom Dowd is one of my favorite engineers ever. He's one of the the first engineers. He was like almost a physicist that helped. He was a part of a team that helped develop a nuclear bomb. The, the oh, testing, shit. right? So after he did that whole Hiroshima stunt, he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go just become an engineer." And that's where he met um, Ahmed. Uh, the, the the president at the time of Atlantic and this man's creating like, you know, actual reconstructing the mechanics of a mixing board. So back then faders, like the way you see it here, Used mm-hmm. to be fucking, you know, be dials, little turn knobs, exactly. right? And he's the one that invented it for its DJ linear mixers too. So it's became linear now. But this guy's, you know, opening shit up and rewiring things, right. and coming up different ways to like, you know, come up with the same piece of gear. That's crazy. But it's just that that process of alone when it comes to recording, you mm-hmm. it's like no other. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so much different than just plugging a microphone in the same machine that everyone can purchase, right? And right, just getting right. the same signal back, you know? So right. Engineers kind of had their own style, like yeah. their own. And I think about like, bro, what if some of these records, 
like even some of the some Drake records that are R and B ish. Imagine if those were recorded analog, like forty yeah, yeah, yeah. and Drake records, like how they would sound, you know? Because no, you, no. there's a certain warmth to it that you just can't get, man. And See, at the time when like Tom Dow was recording Aretha Franklin and having a, having a band or anybody in the room, he didn't have eight tracks. You know, sometimes he only had two tracks. It was just left and right. You know, so it was a so, performance. So, so like, what he would have to do is place the microphone in the room and then position people in the room that were loudest based on their instrument, how far away they'd be from the mic. So the drummer would be all the way over there. The wow. bass player would be the closest to the mic along with the singer right here. So he'd basically be moving people around in the room of a microphone just so when he hears it, it's like leveled correctly. That's crazy. That's the, and you got to pan it like yeah, no, yeah you're you trying position to, them. I mean, think about it. You have two microphones to create a stereo image. Right. So you're trying to perceive when you listen with headphones how I'm, if I close my eyes, like how am I, you know, vocalist is right, right here, drummer's back here, bassist is right wow. there. You know what I mean? I hear the guitars like here, the backup singers are over here. Yeah. Like, that, like literally all these different things. Like the back it's always different. Things. But I mean, that's in school. It's something they would always teach us is like close your eyes. And then if you could write in a map, position how far the depth you would hear certain right. sonics. And that, I mean, it's just meant to train your ear. You know what how I mean? How do you but, feel about, yo, we're getting geeky, but it's all good. No, no, yo, how do you feel about, um, <laughs> like, now Apple has this spatial audio shit. Mm. And now you have, like, you could do, two, for the average people listening, you have left and right, which is a stereo image. and that, But now Apple, with these new headphones and this, this new thing they're trying to pitch to everyone, I believe it's five speakers surround sound now? that you Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I, you know what it is? It just trips me out. Because sometimes I listen to music and you expect to hear it a certain way, but when you hear it like kind of all around. But what trips me out, because we were, we were flying somewhere and I had it on and I didn't realize that in my Apple phone I had spatial audio like activated or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to a song and I'm like, yo, why does this shit sound so different? You know, but I'm like yeah. turning my head. I'm just like, and I just, I guess I'm just not, wasn't used to it. Mm -hmm. But then when I recognized what it was and I took it off, I felt like I had more power again to the way you want to hear like, Right. music you know what i mean right but that to be honest i think is just it's a feature you know what i mean i wouldn't take the approach when it comes to like musically and professionally so you don't like, you don't even consider it when you're mixing a record or anything here's the thing every time we turn in like an album or a song that we're about to release we have to send it i mean we do dolby atmos mixes and that's basically what it is it's like that's incorporated it. with like spatial audio so it's cool it's a whole different process of exporting and like you know finalizing the you know, studios file. now i saw like an adobe yeah. studio like no yeah a to f right here in winwood they just have a they build a whole new second room that's completely like dolby ready to go you know what really? i mean really and it's cool i mean the thing is you just gotta get used to it you know it's, it's kind of just like remember like in sae and full sail how they had like the, yeah. the the surround sound for the visual for movies is like that five speakers surrounding you is it kind of like the same shit it, it basically i mean surround sounds a certain positioning but spatial audio is supposed to at least be in a certain position where you actually it, it replicates a perfect balance of you know space around you yeah because right? like when you turn your head you're like oh shit you know shit's getting crazy bro oh, i just got the i just got the download of the new ios on my iphone and the shit is wanting to make a mold of my ear and no, shit they're like no, yeah. hit okay in your airpods we're gonna create a mold of your ear and it's gonna play the See, music in your airpods i'm like yo get the fuck i know i've learned even in my world i can't update immediately because there's so much that i'm basing off of like you know what i my music and programs and shit like that that one update from apple might send the whole thing like in a loop and yeah. now all of a sudden you know i open this plug and the whole bitch crashes in the same like, way bro the fuck? then like, you fuck you know? around you go to yeah, dj and now your shit don't connect to the club and now you fuck i personally have gotten to a point now like if i'm so committed if this is the sound i want i don't care about having access to that like you know that patch again i'm just going to record it as an audio file and just move on like i'm going to commit that hard right right to right, the right. Sound. right right, right, so, right you know what i don't care nothing could go wrong you know what i mean yeah 
But that's the one reason I even like for I use stock plugins sometimes when it comes to tracking like D verbs and shit because I'm so tired of like sending sessions or getting sessions from people and they have these all these you know Slate Digital and these all these crazy plugins yeah, going yeah, on yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. you know if I don't have every single one then all of a sudden the artist will be like yo it sounds it yeah, doesn't yeah. sound like the way I heard it and I'm just like Bro, yeah. I'm so done with this shit so to me it's like. Yeah. It doesn't matter what yeah, studio the, we're the in. Waves lava pack. Yeah, right? no, yeah. it's just like come on, stop it, man. No one's gonna like. I said back to our original point. No one's gonna tell the difference to this shit sometimes. So that's why when it right. comes to digital and audio, I've learned how to reserve my geek. Nah, but it needs to really be this way. I tell people you know? this all the time. With even with consuming music and being a DJ, like like you got There's a big difference between people who are in the industry and the and the consumer, the average person. They're not geeks like us. They're yeah. not on it like us. The average per people be in the club like, yo, why are you playing this shit again, bro? The average person is the person taking their kids. To school they just want to hear their song they can yeah, sing yeah. to they're not on it like that no you know? of course i mean you gotta if you care about this industry if you care about this business you have to i mean to me i take a scientific approach to things you know what i mean because i'll collect whatever data experience from experiences that i know and that's how i kind of try to make a more accurate decision or judgment as to what it is that i want to do because mm -hmm. people you know they always have a bad taste in this business a bad like you know oh man the industry you know did me wrong mm -hmm. but i feel like the the world or the industry itself like they don't necessarily let you down your expectations let you down 100%. so if you always consistently are expecting something of people and it doesn't come through of course you're gonna be disappointed you know what i mean but to me it's like if i could sit back and make a scientific or really like collect data and say okay this is a calculated decision or calculated approach mm -hmm. i'm at least doing it hoping that i come with a more like accurate right. you know, result you know for me the, one of my favorite quotes that i heard and I think it was Charlemagne or Wendy. They said you could be of the industry or of the people. You can't mm. be of both. No, you got to play so, ball. <laughs> right. So there's times when you're going to be for whether you're in the studio doing music, whether you're a DJ, whatever you do in this industry, there's going to be times where you're going to have to make a decision. Do I do what the industry wants me to do or do I do what the people want me to do? Yeah. And you got to choose. Some people are people are, are of the industry. Which is cool, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. DJs of the industry, there's producers of the industry, and then there's people who don't care about the industry, and they're gonna do what they feel is right for the people, regardless of how the industry feels, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And I've kind of always been that way. Like I hate the politics. It's I for hate the, yeah, it's with a purpose always. Exactly. Like, what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So as long as you do, you do whatever you're doing from a place of integrity and honesty and what feels right to you. Fuck what the industry says. No, you know completely. What I'm and that's why, to be honest, I don't feel like my, at least my journey in this business, it's kind of been at my own leisure of how I, you know, what I expect from it. Because I think engineering was a blessing in itself because it allowed me to be the fly on the wall. You know, it wasn't my budget. I'm not the one paying for the studio. <laughs> I'm yeah. being the one being paid. Right. I just have the opportunity of sitting back and watching an artist, a producer, Free a manager. Room, yeah. And, and I think... Circle House, you know, I love that place because it, it, after all the years that I've been there dealing with, I mean, my first session there was with Justin Timberlake. You know what I mean? What? He was, he was, had these like Norwegian artists he was dealing with and like just sitting in there and watching him and like all these people work together. It really started connecting a lot of dots in my own head. You know what I mean? I didn't really care what they were working on. I was just thinking out of all the experiences and ways that I've approached the studio and try to figure things out. What a like, you know, breath of fresh air to see someone else figure it out and for it to come out dope, you know? Wow. But that is kind of what I meant when I said, like, you know, I'm collecting, like, data. I'm collecting things that I'm like, wow, right. okay, this, you know, makes sense. This is a quicker way to get to A to B. And then for me, it's like I kind of would bank more on my own judgment as to what my decisions were, whether it be, like, you know, what I want to do to my beat, whether I want to play this record for this person or not, you know? It's because I'm just kind of going off of what I, you know. Right. It's like a subconscious, uh, you know, associative memory of 
damn, you know, I remember someone saying something about this, so maybe I shouldn't try this approach, mm. you know? Experience, bro. Yeah, but it's then, like but then, yeah, there's some people that just like, you know, they're, sh you know, they let off their bullets and be like, damn, man, why isn't anything landing? Like, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they get disappointed. And they're like, man, fuck this place, fuck this business, you know? Like, but yeah. to me, it's, you know, you're letting yourself down because of your own expectations, you yeah, know? Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, and I, I, you can't go wrong when you just invest in your own judgment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who are the five biggest artists you've you've worked with? You've you've recorded oh, man. for man. I mean, I Justin Timberlake got to be one of the five, right? I, but see, I, I, I was just know? thinking like if, if if it comes to sitting in a room with people, you know what I mean? Oh. I've if because like I said, Circle House is such a like it's a hidden mecca of everyone that passes through there. It has been like you know that Justin Timberlake when T Pain was at his prime, a bartender was going through there. You know what I mean? I mean okay. Diddy did making the band in there okay. so it was like constant you know but i mean i got to you know let's say record like you 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 either had a, production uh, credits Shakira's, or you recorded Shakira them. she wolf i was a part of a long wow, time circle random. house yeah really random she but about it, to go to like jail for tax evasion yeah no what blew my mind is just that record i was like yo what the fuck is this you yeah, know yeah, I mean? like, yeah yeah i couldn't process it but i, I remember being pissed because i was like damn i gotta be here all week and she's just like you know awesome. full studio lockdown i just i hated the whole like you know, experience, but then yeah. of course that's an example of you don't know what you're about to come across. You know what yeah. I mean? Because then you see the record go and it becomes what it became. You're like, damn, man! Like that was just yeah. a random Thursday yeah. at work, you know? And, and and I was bugging. Yeah, you know no, what I'm I mean, like, I, like, well, it just it makes you realize that like whatever you got going on in your day, like when it comes to music, you don't know how this stuff is gonna come about. You know, yeah. or put together. You know? Yeah. But you know, I'll never forget. That's funny you say that, bro. Because no, there's so many like there's like you know like DJ Laz, one of my mentors, mm -hmm. like. He thought 50 Cent in the club was like trash, like it was gonna flop. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget me, bro. I, I, I was giving uh, <laughs> me and my boy Golden Boy Javier, a uh, promoter at Live, a shout out to Varsity. This was in mm -hmm. 2016. We got a favor from French for a feature for a record. And we're like, yo, we're gonna get uh, French is deciding which record he's gonna get on because he doesn't have time to do both. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, we hope he gets on our record. Then my boy tells me, he goes, yo, French decided to get on uh, one of Russians' beat with some artist named fucking Bad Bunny. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is Bad Bunny? <laughs> I started making fun of his name. I started, because it wasn't my record. It was the Bad Bunny record. And I was so mad. And, and I told my boy Hob, like, like the other day, where they're watching Bad Bunny at the fucking oh concert. God. And I'm there like, bro, remember when I was like, who the fuck is Bad Bunny? Like, uh, yeah. I, I've learned, you always have to keep your ear to the ground. But names are just names. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when records get played... I almost prefer not to know who it is. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it helps me understand like whether or not I'm vibing to it. Yeah. You know, the so, so the other other four. I don't want to uh, leave the question. The other. So yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's say artists. Yeah, you, Shakira's one. I mean Shakira. I mean we did the Kendrick feature with Kodak. That was a crazy experience. Like in the I studio mean? with Kendrick. Yeah. No, it was during Rolling Loud last year, and um, ironically, Kendrick's manager used to be with another artist, and I knew him through that. So then, out of the blue, we reconnected. And he was like, you know, I'm managing Kendrick now. And I'm like, yo, that's, congrats. you know, congrats. That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, man, he's like, if you and Yag are ever in L.A., like, please come out. You know, you know, Kendrick's got records. He wants to play them. So that experience in itself was amazing. I mean, you know, uh, COVID is crazy with their regulations out there in Cali. So, like, you know, unless you had a COVID uh, or a vaccination card, they wouldn't even let you in the studio. <laughs> that's good. So it was really only actually it was me, Yak, and uh, Gucci Pucci. It was only three people that were allowed in the studio because wow. we had, you know, we could we could go in. Yeah. And it was amazing, you know, like Kendrick played all the records. You know, it was just to see him work, it was, you know, you know so much about him. You heard so much about him. You know what I mean? But to watch him truly like try to piece things together. And then of course my guy, like, you know, mm -hmm. just applying himself to like, you know, his art, it was incredible, man. Like that's, that was, that's a very, very memorable experience just because of, I mean, 
it becomes memorable because when records become what they become, you start recapping everything oh, of process. how it was just like, you know, That's put fine. together and presented. And then you're like, man, like, you know, this stuff has a lot of like, you know, magic to it, I guess you want to say, because you don't, you can't predict shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Super Gremlin, we didn't even know was real. I mean, we knew it was a dope record, but then, you know, we're listening to our entire catalog. We know a lot of dope records that were like, oh, it's on yeah, fire, yeah. but we just don't know how it's going to get received and how that really kind of snowballs. And it's then all, it's crazy how it's it almost like it you goes. just put out a body of work and let the people pick the single. Yeah, I mean that's the best way to do it. You know, you got to treat your, you know, your 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 audience like it's no different than when you're. You know, why do we give a shit about LeBron's? He puts up the numbers, and all we care about is the scoreboard. Yeah. So if you're not doing numbers, if things aren't streaming, you know, it's like it doesn't make sense why you're not paying attention to yeah, that. You bro. know, like I, yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't understand. Like for example, yeah, like Super Gremlin. I never. Uh, I guess maybe because I'm older now and yeah. I can't really pinpoint because they all start to sound not the same, but they kind of like, I would never be able to choose which one is going to be the banger. I would yeah. never be able to do that, you know? No, no. It's, it's, it, like I said, you have to just let people kind of just tell you, you know? Yeah. I never really, like when there's an artist and they're just talking about how dope their shit is all the time, <laughs> I yeah. just... To me, I'm like, you know, I need, you someone. Don't, you don't I, I need someone else to tell me your shit's yeah, dope. Exactly. Like, you can't tell me. The producers, too. Like, you can't tell me how dope your beats are. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I got to hear. I mean, not always, but I mean, I Market like to decides, know. Bro. Yeah, I like to know, damn, so-and-so's got that shit. Fuck, yeah. Let me build the curiosity to go yeah. find out what you got. You know what I mean? Okay, so we got uh, sure. Shakira, sure. Kodak, uh, Shakira, Kendrick. We could put Kodak in there. Yeah, no, of course. And then, I mean, I'm Justin Timberlake. But then, honestly, Snoop Dogg was one that was a really dope experience. What did Snoop? Yeah, he came to the circle one time, and BB called me. It was like, like it was at noon during the day, and I think I was just like, you know, getting my day started. And BB, of course, please, man, like, bro, I circle trust house. You. I only trust you. Can these come through? And I'm like, nah, I got you. But my biggest memories happened so at Circle funny. House. Music yeah. memories. Oh, I was like, yeah. damn, bro, I'll never forget, bro. Like, that's why this question's kind of hard because through Circle House alone, man, I've come with like, you know, I've gone through like in the kitchen, been with Usher, you know. I mean and just and it's like stuff like that that i'm kind of like damn man there's a lot of people that oh, i'll never forget that probably like three years ago two years ago my boy shula hits me up and he goes and this is me like you know growing up in high school being like crazy dipset like heat maker like fanatic yeah. like my whole music aspiration started from that that sound then my boy hits me up he's like yo pull up to circle house jim jones is with heat make arsonist and the heat makers doing his shit bro i was there like just a fly on the wall like i, yeah, I cannot yeah. believe it i'm in so front of this and getting to see like them cook up right now it was like a dream come true bro yeah, yeah. and it's those type of moments where you're like bro life is amazing like 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 shit really could get manifested you know what i'm saying yeah. like like no, nah, you know, it's crazy, too, because, like, like I said, yeah, you said it, you don't know how things come about, and I'll never forget, us. Uh, there's a mix engineer by the name of KD out of Atlanta, legend, you know what I mean? He was mixing Usher's OMG, but he was really out of it, but nobody can go through that little, you know, the little lounge in Studio A, the little mm -hmm. couch and stuff? He yeah, didn't yeah. want anyone going through that lounge, you know? So if you had to go to B, you just go around or something, but of course, you know, at the time, I'm like, man, you know, just whatever, just walking fast. But I'll never forget, I heard OMG by Usher, and I just kept hearing that sample. Oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa. And for me, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I like, just, what is this going to be? I know Usher was working. I'm just like, I can't. I, you know, it just it makes me wonder, like, is my judgment off? Do I not know what's good or not? But when you start hearing it put together, you start saying to yourself, like, wait, this is something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. I didn't mean, I, at the time, I didn't even know Will I Am produced it. I just thought it was Usher working. You know what I mean? Right, right. So. Then when it all, like at the end of the night, you know, when the doors cracked open, you know, you could hear everything in the house. You know? Right, so right, right, right. It's, you know, you start listening to it, you're like, wow, man, like this is this is incredible the way, you know, things get put together. That's, that's something you always admire, but you also realize that you are the only one in the room at that time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like think that's, I think that's what's more appalling is that like 
nobody else got to see this record get put together but me. You know, I was a part of, I was assistant mix engineer for All I Do Is Win for Lou. Lou mixed it, Lou Diaz. So for Khaled, you know, that I remember never forget that pause where every hands go up. There was a little bit of like a debate going on in the room how long that pause was because some people felt the drop was way too long, you know. Wow. Here comes Khaled. Oh. No, trust me, trust me, trust me. It's and like to me, bar, right? you know, yeah. I'm sitting there just listening and like, what are you all going to do? You know, you're going to put it off or not. You're going to pause then, it for a bar yeah, or a bar yeah, and a half. Yeah, like yeah. how long is 30 minute conversation? Staring about? at that thing. Like, where do I, you know, how long edit? is that gap going to go? But then finally, like when you hear it now in stadiums and everywhere, you're just like, that's the moment right there you know you could it's it's such a, a you know special that made the record. yeah, yeah. It literally you, made the pause you, made the yeah, record bro. yeah exactly it made it so much more of a everyone participate now you know what i mean bro that's almost where like because obviously it wasn't recorded with a pause no nah, and that like, was the engineers i the mix yeah. engineer it, it's almost like y'all should have got production credit for that yeah, you know nah. in a way well, i mean no Khaled came up with the idea to do oh, that i'm just oh. saying like there was an argument over like you know the producer everyone was just saying like, no nah, i think it's too long it's not an argument but it was yeah. just like yeah, i don't yeah, know Khaled. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but that's the one other reason why Cal has an ear for things because he's thinking it like you, like a DJ. You know yeah. what I mean? What can I make a a moment out of? What can I cut and think like, oh, this is gonna get people's attention, you know? But you have you have to wear all hats with that shit. But it's dope because when you're in rooms and that shit happens, man, it's really, really, really unique that you know yeah, you bro. get to be there. The same thing with, with Snoop Dogg, you know? It's just being with him. It's kind of funny because like he recorded his lead, of course, in like one take, and then he was doing his ad libs. And you know, playing it back for him, I'm like, you cool with that? And he's like, shit, it sounds like Snoop Dogg to me. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you're right, man. Like, what Yo, are we, run it, like you've done this shit so much time. Like, what are we, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here, like, of course. But it's just, it was just so, like, it was so simple, you know? That's fire, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just mentioning that, like, you know, it's just, there's a lot of people I've been in, you know, in the rooms with that I'm kind of just like, damn, what a moment for that. Are to you kind of just focused on, at this point in your career, are you kind of just hyper focused on Yak right now? Like, yeah, I mean, to me, I've always wanted to pride myself being from Miami Beach, literally Mount Sinai and 41st right. Street was where I was born. Like, wow. I got to be from something from the crib. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, at the time, I was way, you know, Ross popped off, Cal had we taken over. Mm -hmm. All these things started going. You know what I mean? Flow Rider started blowing up. So it was like that. I don't know. I just didn't feel like I needed to leave. You know what I mean? Everyone, right. the producer that you know, oh, man, I'm going to go to L.A. and make it. I'm going to go to L.A. and do this. I'm going to go to L.A. and do like stop man if, it, yeah. if i go where you're not really like appreciated you know just right, tolerated right. it's like right. go where you know like this is where i can make something of it and i, I know circle kind of gave that idea because like i said it was like cool and dre in one room then it was e-class and po boy and you know whether right. it be rick ross or billy blue or flow rider yeah. you know what i mean and then it had Khaled, you know what i mean and then it was just so much that i was like man there's a lot to make of here but you know to be honest all that had its course and kind of like you know, did its thing. But for me, I knew there was someone coming out of Florida. Just, it's always like a repeat of a wave that I knew that was going to be that right. and spark from, and click where I'm like, you know what, this is from Broward, what I'm here for. Bro. Can you talk more about Kodak style? You know, I'll be I'll, yeah. I, like, for me, I'll be honest, like I didn't get it at first, mm -hmm. you know, and then you start to listen more and you start to hear the melodies a little more and you're starting to be like, okay, I see, I, see, I get it now. You know what I'm saying? Can you walk through your, you know, his sound and how you kind I think, of... I think I, I, I gravitated towards him because of his story, you know, what he was about, you know what I mean? Who he was, like, you know, really. You know what I mean? And then yeah, at the yeah. same time, I think the more you listen to his music, the more, to me, the lyrics are always guiding me because despite the beat he picks or what melody he's about to sing, when I'm listening to what he's saying, 
that kind of really adds more, you know, like reality to things, you know? And Mm -hmm. one thing I always love about the kid is that he's just very, very transparent with his life and how it translates to music because there's times where things happen and write a song. It's like, you know, you're... uh, It's really his therapy. I mean, you know, Haitian Scarface was a a, a song he dropped recently. That was a perfect example. Literally within Mm -hmm. two days of an incident, he just knew how to translate all that perfectly and articulate it so well. And, you know, his style of rapping, it just connects, you know? Mm-hmm. And artists have a hard time, I think, putting all that together to create a formula where every time you go into the booth, you're always gonna execute a record, execute a yeah. verse, you know? Because it does sometimes take a little bit more figuring out, but at his level, it's just so like seamless, you know what is I mean? Is he right? Is he gonna get in yeah, there? At times he would. I mean, if it's something that he's really trying to put together, yeah, of course he's gonna write. There's nothing, you know, yeah. like there's nothing to stop him from writing, but you know, from when he was um, unfortunately away last time, he was sending like, you know, lyrics that he'd write inside behind the wall and like send it to us so we could like store it, you know, and yeah, keep yeah. it safe. So when he came home, it was just like shoeboxes wow. and shoeboxes full of like verses, Damn. you know, rhymes of the verses. So it's he has a lot to pick from, but that's honestly why I love um, you know, just recording sometimes every day as much as we can because you don't know what he's about to come up with. But that's the best thing about him. As long as we live life, we'll always have content to you right, know, right, right. go off of. So it's the thing about it is that you just gotta let life happen. Are you you don't have to guess go into detail, but regarding his legal situations, is he straight? Like, is he gonna be good? Yeah, like, no, he's fine, man. Okay. I mean, he's because I feel I just get worried. I hear all the shit in the news, and it's like, no, damn, no, like, are they they going it's, after him? It's you know, unfortunately, you know, it's it, it'd be dumb to say that there's not biased people out here. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Especially when it comes to like law and politics. So it's an unfortunate game that you just have to work around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Florida, just having a history of being in Florida, like, I mean, it's no different. People are gonna always like. See where you can trip on your own shoelace, you know what I mean, right, kind right. of thing. But now nah, he's good, man. He's I mean, straight though, right? Yeah, yeah no, okay, he's okay, he's. Cool. I, I, I give. I always look, you know. I always honor him and his, you know, his strength and everything he's been through. You know, over the, that's yeah. just so much of whatever you know you hear recently or the, the, to come. It's just like, man, all the years he's been, you know, I mean, he's been really been able to like hold his own. You know, that's. Yeah, yeah. I, he's always gonna be good. Trust okay. me. <laughs> yeah. okay. I always know when times when I just like say to myself, yeah. like, you know what, man, like I gotta remember who he is, and you know, yeah, we're fine. We're fine though. Yeah. Okay, cool. everything's good, man. We're, you know, we got people overseas ready to go out there. You know, it's just we're just now it's it's about just moving around. You know what I mean? Just yeah. getting the music's about to drop, and then on top of that, you know, he's, he's got a project coming. You said you yeah. got a record coming out at midnight, and yeah, then tonight, tonight there's a record coming out um, off the project. You know, and shit, man. You know, we have music ready to go, and I think that's. That's something we, we've always had already, like, in the vault is just concept albums. You know what I mean? Like, this album put together with these records and this album put together with these records. So, you know, last time we was away, we put out a project called Bill Israel. And it's so unfortunate. I, I, I hate that, like, we even had to, had to be in this position. But they took they sent him to Big Sandy in Kentucky, but they also took away his phone privileges for, like, six months. So we couldn't talk to him for a while. So I was, you know, spending as much as I could overnighting all these letters and timing it where it took five days for his letters to get to me, but his, he can get my letters at most three days. So when we're putting an album together, it's like I'm literally five pages, no front to back in an envelope, two stamps, and then putting all those envelopes full of whether it be pictures or notes or lyrics, whatever the, you know, he asked for, shove it all in like, a, you know, UPS, like, you know, envelope yeah. and overnight that shit to the jail. So that way you can like... Get the wow, so you're not able to, you weren't able to talk to him on the phone. So in regards to putting the album together, it's like just album notes back Anything and forth terms, through mail. Like, mail. hey, so and so wants this. You know, this is done. This is not clear. We had to do this. Like, you know, I just literally Turn the like, snare like, up. Yeah, like, yo. <laughs> no, but it's a thing. He couldn't listen to it, and that's where I, I mean, I think that time was where I really knew I had his trust. You know what I mean? Because mm. he couldn't even listen back to records, and I know he, he's, he's got. 
like a memory of an elephant. Like he can remember anything and lyrics and go to two minutes and let me hear that word. You know what I mean? But I just knew that as long as I knew what songs he wants to put together, I can just make sure it's presented right process. You know what I mean? Go through the, the thing, you know, mastering, like uploaded DSPs. How do you feel about just the climate of dropping music now? Like just, you know, with the streaming and yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, look, it's all a wildfire. I look back at like XXS, you know, when he was dropping, like, look at me, the biggest songs on SoundCloud. You know what I mean? Who uses SoundCloud now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just things like that, that it's like, it was always, it, you can find your own lane to, you know, have your stage, you know, and right. and let it go. But it, it to me, it does have to somehow be premeditated, you know, because right. releasing records is a lot of artists, they just put the records out and think, all right, cool, it's good, you know, it should do what it should do. But I think the work comes after the fact. Like when the record is out, you still have to work it. You still have so to. So I was gonna say, know? what do you think that entails now? Because now it's all digital. You know, back in the days, I'm still a fan of groundwork and doing shit old yeah. school too. You know, getting out to the people. But as far as say the average artist puts a record out, what do you think that entails? Like as far as you know, I think you know when we say radio, I know we're thinking okay, like yeah, 99 jams, Power 96, like all these different things that we now can. Now it's pod, it's pods every media it, podcasting. Yeah, and but I think one angle that I know people are really trying to go after is the playlisting. You know what I mean? Mm. I think Spotify has like like you know they have like their top tier playlist or whatever. But when you look at how many people are subscribed to these playlists. Yeah, you, it could be 50 million. At least you're going to get a good 25 million to maybe listen. You know what I mean? Maybe you get a good 10 million. That's still numbers. Yeah. But with their approach of just getting playlists and having certain people play, like, you know, the OVO radio or, you know what I mean? Beats Rap one. Caviar. Yeah, like it's my... like that That can kind of help with the exposure. But I think once you have a record exposed and people are, you know what I mean? Like the Glorilla, when that when the record started blowing up, now it becomes a trend and trends are always where you can just bank on because if the record in itself of course has like a you know whatever trendy verse or trending line like TikTok, it's tiktokable it's, it's something that can start the conversation but to me it's always how fast do people stop talking about it that should get me more worried you know because mm. if i play a record people cool with it and then a week later they don't care you know i'm just talking about like independent people right. that just you know present things that's more of a concern like what why didn't i remember it you know or i don't know sometimes i'll just tell people like stop a record and be like what was the first verse if they don't know anything can't say a melody or anything i'm like all right that's yeah. a good indicator people are bro people but, are saying now that like you only need 15 sec a tick a 15 second tiktok first to make your song go viral now yeah. you know well that's i mean what i've learned with tiktok though is because even some of the stuff i remember we posted a video of yak and his grandma like a smoking a black and mild just like hanging out in the house or whatever you know, within a couple of like minutes or maybe within the hour, he was hitting like more toward the hundred thousand views and then going towards the million views. That was only with a couple hours. Now I'm trying to use that compared to when you upload a video on Instagram, it always will hit the 20, you know, the 20,000s, the 40,000s, the hundred thousands. But at the rate it's going at is completely different because it is so much more traffic on TikTok that even when you fraction it all off, you're still going to get more eyes and ears through TikTok than you would Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had Julian tell me like, it's non-negotiable. You have to have a TikTok. At this point, because when you have that many eyes and ears just ready for anything, why aren't you entertaining that platform? You know what I mean? Right. That's that's what I've started learning is that it's just so many more people. You can't go wrong when you have four times the amount of people in the room yeah. than you did before, you know? And it's not to say like Instagram and all these social medias aren't like up there because you can. it, it all could be a wildfire at any moment. You know what I mean? Right. It could all take off. But you gotta, you always do damage in numbers in this yeah. business. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. people like, you know, a sale is a sale, a stream is a stream, you yeah. know? You and just gotta go out there and get it. 
Bro, songs are like a minute and 40 seconds now, Yeah, no, they're getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. Well, think about it, because... Because a stream, because a stream is still a, worth yeah, a stream. A, what is what was a stream worth? Like a cent? Not even. Well, so if, a, every seventeen hundred streams considered one sale. Okay, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> so my so might as well make the song as short as possible. Yeah, if it's going to be the same value as a song that's four minutes long. No, you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. And then it's the only conflict now is that when you get into albums, it has to be over like thirty minutes, forty five. You know what I mean? Like to be considered an album. Really? Like, okay. But, it's you know then that's why people have more songs because but then it's kind of like even like a cliffhanger to where like you hear a song it's a minute for you like damn now I gotta play it again yeah. it's like you feel like you didn't hear the whole song you know but there's some songs that are that short and that contagious that it will keep you going like um what was that Drake record hold on we're coming home I know yeah. I don't know if people notice but the same like for a Drake record like you know the first verse and the second verse are identical so people don't know but it's a short song so when it repeats are you so you want to repeat it again because it was short and it was just such a dope you know verse dope chorus like everything right. about it was just you know, addictive. So right, but I don't know. I mean, shorter songs sometimes can can benefit. I but. guess it's a rap for the bridge, huh? I think the yeah, bridge. There's no such thing as a bridge anymore. Yeah, we're talking about key changes and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like we don't got time for that shit, bro. I mean, R and B. I don't know. Is R and B dead? Really? You know what I mean? No, nah, I but, think R and B is the best. Uh, I think yeah, I, I like R and B more. I'm a R and B head more than I am a hip hop head. I can tolerate R and B way more. Like for a longer period of time, when it comes to listening back, it's like I think smoother on the ears than. Yeah. Listening to hip hop over and over, like you know what I mean. But I think I'll be honest with you, bro. I think that, and it, it, I'm a victim of it. And I, I, I just, I hated, to a degree, I still do. Hmm. Just the the sonics of the way hip hop sounds right now. It's just limited. It, it's, yeah. it's so that I think one of the main reasons why Latin exploded is not even because the demographic graphics have changed that's true but i just feel like hip-hop got so like for example and these are this is a true fact like these are the numbers like yeah. the average we're from miami the average latina girl that's 21 years old when we were 21 she would listen to hip-hop and she would listen to latin yeah. but now these new 21 year old latina females they don't even want to listen to hip-hop mm. because it's not even it's not rhythmic enough it's not in the middle it's all yeah. the way this way now you no, know what no, i'm saying i mean it's also it's, it's i mean it could also be like a culture relatable thing too you know what i mean because sometimes I mean, with hip hop, like I've learned, like, I mean, this can go back to the conversation we've had with technology. Everyone uses Fruity Loops, you know? And the one reason people use Fruity Loops is because the algorithm that they have on their master bus that limits shit, it does allow, like, a digital saturation for your drums to actually, like, it's almost like an expander. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. It's, it's actually allowing the signal to come in harder, but only these specific, like, dynamics where right. when you play back a beat you would do on Fruity Loops, it's gonna hit. It's gonna sound right. like Pierce, like, dance music. All these guys use logic. You know what I blame? Yeah. <laughs> As a producer, I blame and I'll take any producer that's hot right now and give him a challenge. Make a beat pack. I blame the 808. Without what? The 808. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make no, a beat course. without the 808, bro. Like, it, it, you, you can't, you can't, like. No, you can't substitute You can't that have, sound. like, yeah. music needs grooves. Yeah. It's hard to make a groove with an 808. Everything can't be boomy. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, people try, I mean, everyone gets creative, but even when I make beats, I'm still incorporating an actual bass to understand what the notes are and notations and like right. the rhythm. But 808s, like what we're saying, it's like, it's almost expected now because if you don't have an 808 in a beat, everyone's going to notice. People that don't know anything about, you know, beat making or production are still going to notice something's off. You know what I mean? Because right. they're like, this isn't what I'm used to hearing when it comes That's to That's why it. certain R&B is killing it right now, yeah, bro. No, like you, it's you know, whether it's her, or you got certain like where... I, the monotony in hip hop, I blame it on the producers. Let me say no, that. Yeah. I mean, it's because in, yeah. in, in Latin, 
reggaeton, dembow, they're not using 808s like that. Nah. You know, it's 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 still bass. See that that feels better because when it comes to what people are used to in that you know in that genre, everything sounds live, everything sounds a natural experience of hearing back music. But it's I mean, easier to move to yeah. when it's a groove. No, when yeah, it's, yeah, when yeah, the, yeah. the groove in the low end and not just a doom 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 doom. Like, it doesn't. I, like I've been playing drums, you know, since I was like nine years old. I mean, started here and there. I always, even when it comes to like you know making beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta yeah. like build the rhythm naturally myself because I can't go write that shit in MIDI and be like, okay, right. that's how the rhythm's supposed to be. Right. Like, it's all gotta naturally feel like you know of, of a groove, of a rhythm, right. you know. But there, yeah, I mean, but it's interesting because like you know, especially with the Latin, the Latin industry, what it's doing right now, I think it is really going back into a bigger rooted, you know sentimental meaning to just the genre to its fans because you know i'm spanish as well i'm like half colombian half peruvian mm -hmm. so i already know how much you know our people like love our you know the music so mm -hmm. i think as long as that stays true to each other they're oh every genre is going to flourish you know what i mean because right. you have your audience and you have people that like are really emotionally and like you know attached to this you know experience right. of how they you know brought up on hip-hop you know what i mean like you know, it was in Philadelphia, you know, Pucci as well for Made in America, you know, with our man's J1s. Like, J1s, I respect him because of over the years that he's been in this game, he just knows real hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Like, for real, sure. like, how things have started. Another one of my uh, close friends, Thurston Howell um, III, he started this thing in New York called The Low Lives. You know, him and, you know, people that, mm. you know, back then. But, you know, these guys have incorporated fashion and Ralph Lauren going to the city, you know what I mean? Just, like, boosting, going back into this, you know, Hood with all this dope ass fly polo shit to them it incorporated how they started their music and how hip-hop meant to them because it always was about the clothes and the music and then from right. there you know tommy hilfiger started jumping in and started you know rocking the Aaliyah. you know what i mean like yeah. all that stuff started growing but i'm just you know to me i always know you can bank harder on you know providing a genre that's going to always go towards the actual yeah you're the demographic of people that yeah. and it know, speaks to the climate it, of just know? the way society is right now because bro all, i'm tired like these american kids that uh, like america like they all want to kill themselves yeah. you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> so, yeah. it's sad everybody's uh, suicidal everybody's on hard drugs and it's the 808 like it's deep demonic there's no grooves no doom, 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 doom. it's all just demonic like nah, it's getting lazy it's, it, that's what that is <laughs> what's giving room for the latin i i, I do i theor, i have a theory it's such that a contrast sonically that exactly. yeah it, it's such it's for anyone that isn't with one side of the fence it's a good breath of fresh air from this side of the fence bro, i learned a whole new versa. language bro yeah. i'm fluent in spanish because of it bro yeah no yeah, it's amazing bro, because I mean, in 26 bro it's 2016 it's like i can't resonate with this anymore bro yeah, i don't feel yeah, this yeah, way yeah. i want to feel uplifting i want to feel happy bro no, it's in, it's interesting because you know i come from like really hardcore screamo rock music you know what i mean like double pedals fucking like you know mm -hmm. deftones norma jean like a lot of like but it's interesting because like that was just my world it's me and my friends what we'd always would do is just play like to rock you know hardcore music but then it's interesting because then when i got into the production world of learning how to make beats yeah it, it, it's almost like anybody in the rock world was not going to go ask you know invite you to a band if you had an mpc you know right, 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 they're, right, they're gonna right. be like nah we don't need you we have all that shit covered because it's like uh, you know live instruments you know right but then just diving into beats and making beats on my own and like you know i want to break from all that and just you know making shit that's like, you know, I've always been influenced by like, you know, Just Blaze and like, you know what I mean? Right. Like Dilla, all these guys that were just like, man, you guys really have a dope way of making a groove, making a right. beat, you know? And then I just found myself. And then of course, you know, I'm in Miami. So if yeah. you're not in the hip hop world, you're not in the Latin world or in the EDM, we're, like we're, you don't have a bro, musically. <laughs> yeah. and, and like right now, half my parties are hip hop, half my parties are, are Spanish. And yeah. I notice it, bro. Like when I do, for example, Latin parties right now, 
I could play. I'm playing 90 BPM. Yeah. I'm playing 100 BPM. I'm going up to 120 BPM. I'm going up to mid. I'm going up to 150 BPM. I can go down to 70 BPM. Yeah. I could play all different types of sonics. Freedom, and people are receptive to it. Yeah. When I play hip hop parties. I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm in a you, box. You got to play that next record that everyone heard. Yo, you it's, got that new? Yeah, it's like. It's, it's the yeah. same. It, it's it's 70. I, you know what I tell artists too? And they give me new music. I tell them, and I get geeky with them. I tell them if it, if they understand tempo and shit. I'm like, you just sent me a song that's 70 BPM. If you uh, and we're not we're talking about you want if you want your song played in the club from a mm -hmm. DJ. You sent me a song at 70 BPM. I told him if you make a song that's 105 BPM, you have probably double the chance of your song getting played in the club than you sending me a song that's 70 BPM. Of course, because yeah. in seven, now you're competing with Kodak, you're competing with yeah. the drill shit, you're competing yeah. with everything in that 70 because everyone's in that Mr. Me Too. They're the doing, head bob, yeah. Yeah, but if you want to explore a, a tempo that is different and and is not hitting right now, DJs want that, bro, because we don't want to. Be stuck in the same tempo, the same sonics the whole night. And know? it really does come hand in hand, like you know what you do, because I remember some productions that we used, used to do, we'd have like this crazy pad, strings, this and that, but then it, it literally gives you no option of how you would blend that bitch in. You know what I mean? You have mm -hmm. don't have a, like a consistent rhythm or something like, you know, you can beat match and know that right. this high transition. So right. it always like throw us off because it's like, man, if we don't make music that even DJs find accessible to get in and out of this song because this song sounds, you know what I mean? Right, right. Then it's like, you know, we're, we're almost working against ourselves as producers, you know, because we're like, damn, man, like, but yeah. you know, I've heard so many songs go and you're like, yeah, I mean, every how? song that gets sent to you has an intro how? version, you know what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah. I'd rather, you know, no, no, but that, yeah, but that's that's sometimes where you know you say to yourself like, you know what, man, like, like you know, you go back to that, you don't know, you know what I mean? You just don't yeah. know how these things are going to be received. But I've learned, especially because you know back then, people really had to work records at like you know old places like you know what was it? Um, oh god, what was that place right there off of like one one nineteenth or whatever? Just you know, basically like strip clubs and all these places that yeah, people yeah. try to work all these records and find a way, you know, like nocturnal and all these like yeah, old ways yeah. of being like, how do I, you know what I mean? So yeah. like that that I always said to myself like, damn, because everybody used to look at man, I hope a DJ can play my record. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the I ultimate think, way of getting your shit I moving. I think producers and artists really need to like, like get input from DJs, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not I think completely. they're so stuck in their world and they just think the DJ is going to, a lot of times the DJ knows the void that needs to be filled and can give you some really good advice. Yeah, like, I can't do it, but you, like, I mean, for you, you have a whole night to DJ. You, you got to worry about what's going to be played in the next minute and a half to two minutes, like yeah. back to back. So... That to me, I respect off rip because I, I don't think anyone can get me. To, I don't know how. I mean, of course, if I you know get used to it, and I, you know, I could do it. But to do that all night, you're sitting there watching the audience react to all these records. Yeah, who wouldn't have a better judgment yeah, than to you yeah. as to like, no, this hits and that doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all cycles. So like when we're in a yeah. cycle where all the records that are popping are 70 BPM, it's cool, but your yeah. party is stagnant. It's slow. There's yeah. no energy to it. You know. And then when there's records at you know 90 BPM, the party's move. You know what I'm saying? So it's you need a balance of everything. And sometimes yeah. there's a imbalance, but the artist and the, the producers don't know that the climate of music, there's an imbalance at the time, you know? Yeah, yeah no. But, but this is this is why, like I say, it's when you have these experiences in this business, you're acquiring information, you're acquiring mm -hmm. data, experience, like you're saying, experiences that really get you to say, man, you know what? This didn't work. You know what I mean? Right. I saw the reaction that it had. So let me not try to do whatever it is in that song. Right. You know, you start understanding, like, I don't know, it just isn't the time anymore. But 
without that, how do you ever, you know, how do you ever have a compass in this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't because you don't go out there to experience like, man, this is what people want. You know, yeah. it's all, it's the whole purpose of this is what do you want more of? You know what I mean? And yeah. when it comes to a specific artist that has a fan base or not, it's, it's, it's a really, a, it's a search of, man, this is what people love of me or this is what people yeah. don't love of me. You know, I really like the, um, cause it was different to me. Yeah. It was a different yeah. tempo. The Kodak, uh, with, um, with King Combs. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like that. that. You don't really hear Kodak on that ninety-six BPM. Well, here's the thing: he found that beat, he did it all, and then he was kind of like, "All right, where do I go from here?" Kind of thing, you know? I mean, because it's like he was gonna write to it, you know, he could easily finish it, but it's just like this is why I love the kid because he's just man. He just knew that man. If I get so and so on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the moment, you know, because you know his dad and just everything that he does. And now I remember we were in uh, New York not that long ago. Me and Poochie, you know, walking around getting food. We walk into a random food spot. First thing you hear, dun it. Yeah. Dun it. And I was just like, what? No way. But, you know, you just, like you said, music is could be a wildfire. You never know how fast it's going to spread, how many right. people are going to love it, want to incorporate it on their TikToks and reels. I like, like how Kodak got on it, bro. Yeah, no, like, no, that, no. That it was a different tempo for him. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, I don't but think he, he's ever. I'm trying to think of a, song, a hit he's had that's in, been in a 90 BPM. I don't think he's had like a nah, big song. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's hard because when you when you when you break it down like tempos, it's he finds a pocket in anything. You know what right, I mean? Right. So it's it's weird because if it's a really oh, fast. Oh, you know what beat, he had? Now that I'm thinking on top yeah. of my head, he had um. Da, 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 da. That was like 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not record's huge. That one's gonna you know in time is gonna go diamond. But every you know six seven months we hear oh one another million yeah <laughs> like, what no That's how crazy, but you know? like i said you don't know how people attach themselves to these songs you don't know what it means to them. You don't know how often they play. It's just, but that's the, that's what I said. That's a, that's the cool thing about having things like Spotify or SoundCloud. It helps you understand. I mean, SoundCloud's actually dope because it teaches you the, it shows you the demographic of mm-hmm. where your record's really moving. So like, shit, if it's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. keep you know trying to hit promoters and find ways to be like, how do I keep getting working this yeah, record? You know, yeah. because why am I? I mean, I'd rather be in Atlanta than be in fucking you know Chicago where the record isn't really moving. You know, so yeah, what am I yeah. doing over there? You know, that's true. Yeah, what, like, what is next for you, bro? Like, what is you know, I mean, to tell you the truth, man, it's just keeping this thing going. You know what I mean? I think I found so a good... Kodak, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, Kodak and just, I guess, my whole my whole perspective when it comes to how I approach this music. You know, I, 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 I luckily enough can wake up and say to myself, I can do what I want to do. You know what I mean? But not necessarily feel like I'm just like wasting time, I guess. You know what right, I mean? Right. I just, it's always a weird thing that if I don't make a beat today, damn, what was today? But it's so always... So you're still working with Kodak, but you're also like making beats and sending packs out on the side and stuff like that? No, nah, you know, it's weird. I could. People ask, but I don't. You know what I mean? I just, to me, I just know what I've started with him and what it's going to be and how, how we're, we're working it that I know this has always required my full attention. You know what I mean? I've gotten out of relationships to make sure that this has gone well. I've gone to make sure that, you know, I've missed family birthdays and stuff to make sure this is going. I've, you know, on my own birthday, we had a show in, you know, in Georgia. So things I, I've, I've developed a more personal meaning behind what I'm doing mm-hmm. as from the music that I feel so content. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I mean, it's stressful, of course. I'm not going to say like, Oh my God, like, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah. smiles, but I've done things over the years to really help my mentality behind how I view the industry, mm-hmm. how I am a part of this industry, and what I expect from people. You know, it's hard, bro, because it's, the industry is kind of like the girlfriend who just like, like cheats on you and cheats on you, and you have to I mean, keep like, yeah, it's a it's a sharky world because you know you could have an idea and then you know this person you can 
write a record to your idea, but then it writes the same record to another idea, and then they use that version, and it breaks your fucking heart. You yeah, know, you're like, yeah, that's damn, bro, you know what I mean? Bro. Yeah, I've had this together, and next thing you know, like, it's just a power play, or it's a political move, or, you know, they need to do it so they can befriend this person, you know? And I think now being with someone like, Kodak, after my experiences being on the other side of the fence way before I met him, mm-hmm. I see how now the industry plays with just sometimes like how some people come out the blue and be like, yo, man, we got a record with so-and-so. Cool. But then, you know, Yak's not the type of person to jump to every opportunity. Like not every deal is a good deal, you know? Right. right. But to me, the best way to gauge it is like, you know, did y'all write to him when he was in jail? You know, how many court dates have y'all showed up to? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like putting in perspective, like how was don't. That- don't come around if you really haven't been around. You know right, what I mean? Right, Especially right. now, after yeah. all these years that have gone by, mm. just don't don't try to like. How you know, was his process like? As far as did, does he just go through packs and like just listen for beats? Or you know, he, it's funny. I stopped playing beats for him. I just show him where my beats are in the computer, and he just okay <laughs> and goes down. But to make it, I mean, it's for me to not be so stressed out because you know between a lot of producers out there that are well known that are constantly sending me stuff. I always create these little box folders and I love like, you know, box.com mm-hmm. just create these little folders for all the producers. So every time a new producer is like, you know, this person approaches me like, yo, I got a pack, just make a folder and give it to them. So it's easy as drag and drop. And that's reflected on his own. Like IP has access to the box. You know, he can see my beats, all our producers beats from SG. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the other guys that are big, you know, Metro fucking, you know, murder, all those right. guys like just here, you know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. keep flooding it because he is not the type of person that you could be like, all right, sit down, let me play you some beats now. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not He does like, it on his own time, you're saying. It's just whenever he can, whenever he clicks, you know? And there's times where I get into the studio with him and like, you know, we just get there together and he'll text me. He's like, yo, man, you know, bring this beat up that Zeus did. Bring this beat up that, you know, like Dizzy did. Bring this beat up that you did. So he'll shoot it right away. And I love it because sometimes the writing doesn't only necessarily have to happen in the studio. I don't mind it. I could sit through any, you know, session mm-hmm. for hours and while people write, but sometimes you got to give people the benefit of the doubt that, you know, I wake up and make beats, you know, in my kitchen. You know what I mean? I right, wake right. up and do things that even if I'm like in my room and I'm hearing a beat played from the kitchen, if the snare's too loud, I don't know why, but I notice that shit easier. Yeah. When I'm like away because I'm like, wait, that didn't sound right over there. You know what I mean? Like mm. something, something's off. That doesn't yeah. feel like it's being received naturally. So what is it, you know? Mm-hmm. But the artists go the same way. Maybe they're just chilling on the couch in their socks and they're listening to the beat and they just want to write while watching the game. You know yeah. what I mean? So I always give people that opportunity, like, yo, just here. You know what I mean? Like, so do you think as far as, because then some people would say like the magic moment is like creating it in the studio and then somebody, so just based off your experiences with Kodak, is it, you know, there's some records that have gone that have been the whole, he writes it at the crib, brings it to the studio, and then there's some records that have been in the moment made. Like, I think it's, a, it's a good half and half because there's some records that he'll come to me and say, like, yo, look what I wrote, and I'm like, yo, what? You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. just blows your mind, but then there's times where we're in the studio and I could hear him coming up on the line, and then, like, he'll come across a line or a bar that I'm like, bro, that, yeah. what? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. how did you even put, and I, it, like, it's simple, but it's just the play of the words and the way it's incorporated with the whole story. Right. And I'm like, wow, that is so creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always give him, like, you know, his flowers for that because I'm like, dude, I don't like, if it's me listening to a room to a beat and you listening to a room to the beat, I could think of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But how you always approach, your creative approach always, like, fascinates me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but fine. I don't know, but I mean, that's to me, that's why I know all I have to do is experience life <laughs> and just yeah. keep making music that reflects on how I feel. And I, I, I don't feel like I'll ever do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. back when I didn't place a beat ever, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, damn, what is it about my beats that no one really wants? But when people would take my beats, then I'd think to myself, like, what was the moment I tripping out about? You know what I mean? Like, 
what was I not seeing eye to eye that they see? And now maybe I am, you know? Yeah. It almost get me hyped because I'm like, damn, shit, I got more of those, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, do you like that? Let me, but I think now more than ever, I'm just, I'm so dedicated to his, his career, his world and his field that the way it's like, man, you know, from what we've been able to accomplish from day one till now, why, why, you know, yeah. start from scratch anywhere. You know what I mean? Do like, I think he does it. Has he done, gotten any like pop shit? Like features? Uh, I mean, the Bruno Mars record he did with uh, uh, Gucci Man, "Wake Up in the Sky." Yeah, that was, that was you know that's I mean that's considered pop just because. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what's next for him like in my mind like and that would just I mean, we got we got a lot of I mean you know the kids writing movies he's writing like oh, the ideas like you know when it comes to like I mean I've always told him you need to start a horror production company I love horror you know what I mean mm -hmm. but someone like him I know he's got ideas to make yeah. like a horror film you know yeah it's the perfect world I'm like but it, that's I think that's why I'm so you know, dedicated to this more because I just know there's so many more lanes that we're about to like, you know, hit and do mm -hmm. that. I, you know, why, you know, this is, this is like something, you know, we've been watching a plant grow from day one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not just him, but I'm saying like a career, the music projects, you know, things that videos, everything that goes out to the world that gets received, you know, the way we want it to, that is worth it all. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and people, and there's a formula to that. You find patterns and things that, you know, it's knowledge and information. It's going to stay with you from, you know, to the end of your days, like, you know, yeah. but I, I've always, like I said, from, you know, watching older heads and people that just like have been in this business forever and, you know, being around like, you know, you know, people that just, I know, you know, just have had alternative experience in a whole different generation, you know, yeah. you know, shout out to Kareem. He's our video commissioner. You know, this man's been a part of like Tupac videos, been a part of everything. Wow. So to me, sometimes I don't even care about really like what we have to do that day. I just kind of want like, yo, Kareem, yeah. tell me about how fucking so-and-so didn't show up on you. Know I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like how the whole thing went to hell and then you had, you know, all this, but that's, that's I've learned, you learn things from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause regardless of what it is you're about to be a part of, at least you have a good judgment call to yeah. know like, all right, I know how to like shift this way. And that's dope because you went through kind of like the first half of your career, you know, the beginning part of your career, like, you know, circle house baby. And yeah. now like you finally, like you're, in a situation that's like, nah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so you had all that experience before to like prepare you for this situation. Like if this yeah. situation would have happened earlier in your career, maybe it wouldn't have happened the way it's happening but now. I, you know, I feel like it's always been a spark. You know, my older sister, she's like four years older than me. She played piano since she was like, and she's been singing since she was like four or five years old. So, you know, I was always been younger. So I tried piano, I tried guitar, but drums is where I was like, this is my home. You know what I mean? I love hitting shit. So. I, but but and ironically, my older brother, one of his closest friends, was Ashley Gibb, and Ashley Gibb's father is Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I never was as as close as my brother was, but you know, at times where we go to like you know Ashley's house, you know, I go to you know Barry's house and see the pictures of Barbara Streisand, Michael Jackson, like legends. You know what I mean? People that if you give a shit about music, this is who you should be looking up to. Yeah. They're the ones that literally have paved the way from nothing. That's how I feel. Yeah, from when nothing. I go to my uncle, you know what I mean? Like my godfather's house. Yeah, Casey, Casey and the Sunshine yeah, Band. Yeah, yeah. That's who I was like named nah, yeah. after. You know. And yeah, bro. That's but it, but it's interesting because it's like look at their experiences, look at everything it took for them to get to where they are, to how we know them. You know, even like you know, you know, I love lunches. You know, family inner circle and them. Mm -hmm. The records they come across, like it's the most iconic, timeless song. Sometimes yeah. you don't realize that it's a part of your own type of upbringing. You know. Yeah. But that's that's like I said, I never really felt like I was gonna go wrong just listening to the people that have done it before me. You know, like yeah. how could you? They've you have experience that they don't have. You know, what I mean, they have experience that you don't have and. Yeah. vice versa so that's why i love like you know just being around people that have you know been in this world of like man you want to hear some shit like back yeah. then when so and so you know 
And it just somehow it all applies to today. I'd rather, you know as much I mean? as I talk, I prefer to listen because that's how you, you know. Yeah, that's why, shit. that's even why I got into engineering. Because like I said, man, I could be on the fly on the wall. I don't give a shit about talking to anybody. Yeah. I'm not going to play beats for anybody. I don't care. But for you to completely forget I'm sitting in the room listening, yeah. that was like my, you know, I love that shit. Because I was in the rooms and I was like, man, yeah. shit going down. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm hearing these conversations that I'm like, man, like I said, you're in the room with some people. Like, you know, when you're in the room with like, people you know is only two people in the room that's the uh, conversations and information that will never i love buster rhymes stories by the way <laughs> like buster yeah. rhymes every time you're in the studio with that man he's got amazing him fat joe fat joe like, yeah they, they oh, have my stories. longest dj drop ever is buster rhymes it's a 40 second drop yeah, i'm like yo bus can i get a drop he goes to the mic he's like hey, yo pay attention when i'm in miami and i'm in the car yeah. and i got the, 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 the sun shining Legend, on the yeah. rim and it's a beautiful day with palm trees and bro he did like a 40 second thing then yeah. he said i'm with casey chops yeah. and i'm like yo <laughs> that's the fireest drop i've ever gotten bro no man i love it though man like they said this business it's it's just all about experiences you know what i mean so why not welcome it all the good and the bad <laughs> derek plug all your social media you spell derek a certain yeah, way so make D sure yeah. it takes me like 20 times to type your name in instagram <laughs> i know I, I do it because it's like my name is derek g derek garcia uh -huh. there's another derek g exactly. out there. so i'm like you know and, and you know it's funny this is why i love you know people that have been like lou diaz he brought he showed me this thing years ago where he was just like man it's the art of the marketing, you know what I mean? So every time you type in the best mix engineer, Lou Diaz's webpage pops up immediately, right? Wow. So I'm like, damn, how'd you do that? So he's like, you just got to keep incorporating things. So, you know, consistency, continuity, right? Right, right? So I don't know how I came across this, but I found out that that was a way to spell Derek, which honestly, I don't really, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like D-Y-R-Y-K, the way oh. I spell it. So, so for the people listening, D-Y-R-Y-K, if you want to find Derek, yeah. Kodak Lacks, um, <laughs> On engineer. all social media. But it was crazy because... I started incorporating that with everything because it wasn't taken. Now, after all these years of keep using that type of like, you know, title, it's like literally the first four pages of Google now. You know what oh, I mean? Shit, like I, yeah. no one can compare of like anything that has to do with that because you build like your own lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, yeah, it's D-Y-R-Y-K. It's not how I spell it. But, oh, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, stamp. But yeah, man, I appreciate you, man, for doing this. Thank and you, I like, bro. I always told you with this, this podcast you got going on, man, you got to keep it going. Thanks, bro. I'm trying to. Yeah. 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 Do something new on the media side, man. I appreciate you, bro. Of course, man. I'm always yes, sir. Uh, Derek, appreciate no, of course. you, doggy. Thank you, man. Later, bro.